This podcast is produced on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg, Haudenosaunee, Wendat, Cree, and other Indigenous peoples. We are mindful of broken covenants and the need to reconcile with all our relations. Together may we care for this land and each other, drawing on the strength of our mutual history of nation building through peace and friendship, being mindful of the ancestors and generations to come. Welcome to the Intersection Hub podcast, where we are making connections, fostering collaborations, and building community through candid conversations. I'm your host, Kimberly McKenzie, and I'm so glad you found us. Have you ever dreaded going into work, had to suit up in professional armor in order to make it through the day? Ever wondered how to change your situation or what that would take? Today, our guest, Ashley Livingstone, shares her journey from hospital fundraiser to entrepreneur, hypnotherapist, and breathwork practitioner. A combination of energy, creativity, and passion, Ashley is known for her original ideas executed with a thoughtful, logistical approach, helping to bring out the very best in every undertaking. After working with leaders in the nonprofit and corporate sector for many years, Ashley understands that we are all struggling with similar challenges. Whether inspiring leaders and teams to build a thriving culture of gratitude and value or working with nonprofits to create meaningful donor relationships, Ashley works to build connections between people, their goals, and the broader community. In this episode, we talk about how to get off the hamster wheel of work and the value of taking a pause. We also learn about how Ashley uses breath work, which admittedly is a little bit woo-woo, but how she uses breath work for herself and to help her clients find clarity, purpose, and joy. So let's get into it. Join me in welcoming Ashley to The Hub. Welcome to The Hub. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so this um, thing happened. We booked a networking chat and Mm -hmm. I just found you so interesting. I thought, let's record a podcast. And what I love about you already is you were like, sure, I'm game. So here we are recording a podcast. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about how you got into the work that you do. You said you were a hospital fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like um, that's a whole, like that feels like so long ago, mm-hmm. but I'll give you the, the Coles Notes version on hospital fundraising. I found it, I won't necessarily say it was their fault, but it was also where I was at in life. Um, I felt so restricted and fake. Mm-hmm. I went to work every single day, you know, essentially putting on my mask, putting on my uniform, mm-hmm. putting on the face of you know, someone who is there to dote on donors Mm -hmm. and uh, not really have my own opinion because that doesn't raise money Mm -hmm. and cater to my boss at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I definitely had to play a role there. And as I kind of got more and more experience and I was in the midst of trying to grow my family and and have a baby. I was struggling a lot with um, infertility issues and just like sometimes, you know, when things just click and you're like, this is not, not this, 
Mm -hmm. Over and over and over again, not this, not this, not this. Mm -hmm. And I would sit in my car every morning trying to pep talk myself to going into work, wondering if today was the day that I was going to cry and not my colleague. Yeah. Um, Oh, man, I remember that so much. Yeah. That's that's the environment that I was working in. And when I successfully and and finally um, had my son, I just looked at him and I thought, how how am I going to pay someone else to get to spend this amazing time with him and then go to a job I dread every single day? You and I had the exact same moment at different times of our lives. I remember that so well. And especially the the feeling of having to put on emotional armor on your way into Mm -hmm. what you said was so powerful. Who was going to cry? Was it going to be me or my colleague? Oh, so you made a different choice. I made a different choice. And I'm so, I'm now... Again, I've done a lot of work. Now I can look back on that with gratitude because I'm really happy with the choice that I made. And I have been there to raise my son, um, take him. I I still take him to school 99% of the time. And I pick him up from school 99% of the time. I have intentionally shaped my life to have that connection because that's what matters for me right and i'm very aware that that's not what motivates everyone but that was something that was really truly personal Mm -hmm. and meaningful for me and i i make it an intention to do that Mm -hmm. and as i grew my own business so i started my own business um, worked with a lot of nonprofits, helping them do events and create huge impact, like almost immediate impact in the world um, because they were smaller organizations and helping them recognize their donors and their teams. I had a lot of joy in doing that work. And then when the pandemic hit, it was for me that that great pause. Mm -hmm. I got to completely reshape my business again. And go on a personal development journey to figure out why why I wasn't growing or why I was constantly on that hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. And, and now that's the work I do with leaders and specifically small business owners or solopreneurs like myself who are on that hamster wheel and are just, they know they're on it, but they're like, there's something, it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this monotonous. It doesn't have to be this, you know, 4 a.m. answering emails because somebody has quit the team and you have to pick up the pieces. This is why Lacey Kempinski introduced us to each other. Yes. Because... I had exactly the same moment 26 years ago when my daughter was born and I read a book at that time called come home to your children. And Mm -hmm. I put together a business case to my husband saying at the end of the day, it's going to cost us so much for me to go to work to a job that I don't like that I'll figure out how to make $300 a month somewhere else. 
because yeah. that's the only difference in and again i acknowledge and i've written about this in other articles i eventually became the primary income earner of my family but i also took a pause to savor every moment with my children and i can imagine having worked so hard to have a baby you don't mm -hmm. want to miss a thing right so yeah those values really really resonate with me and also the idea of suiting up to go into a job but then we went through exactly the same thing during the pandemic where we stopped doing what we were doing before in our businesses and reinvented ourselves so i'm doing co-active coaching you chose to focus on breath work yeah tell me about breath work and why it's been so transformative for you yeah so i started um i kind of fell into it um the business coach that i had at the time she set up this online retreat because it was COVID and we were all separate and part of our retreat was bringing in a breathwork facilitator and I was not anyone who really believed in any of that woo it's very <laughs> you know, woo, woo yeah it is very woo I, I recognize and I acknowledge it and I still do it and you know the sitting to meditate and all of that it just I never took to it and so I went into this breath work with a lot of hesitation and questions, but nonetheless, I was on my bed with my computer and, you know, 14 other women who were all going to be doing it too. And I just listened and allowed myself to be guided. Mm. And the way breath work works is, you're changing the state to which your body is in. You are purposely over-oxygenating your body and creating reactions. By focusing on your breath, it helps you to release maybe some other thoughts that you're thinking or, you know, you have to be very, again, intentional in keeping up with this breathing pattern. And your body responds, you can get tingly, you can feel cramping, you can feel cold. It is all just your body going through that process. And by the end of it, I was bawling my eyes out, <laughs> not really sure why I was having such an emotional reaction, but I, I was seeing you know, all of these dreams that I had, like visions for my life. And very clearly, one session, I knew exactly what was holding me back. Mm -hmm. And it was me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it was me um, constantly stopping myself and, and hindering my growth because of fear. Mm -hmm. And I got that from one session where I went in fully reserved and hesitant. Um, and then from there, I worked with um, the breathwork facilitator, who's also trained as a hypnotherapist as well, and did a combination of breathwork and hypnotherapy. We worked together for about six, seven months. And things that I didn't even know I was carrying and blocking mm -hmm. um, 
I've now completely released. And when situations that normally would have triggered me or caused me to, you know, even you saying, hey, do you want to just do this? (laughs) Old me would have said, like, I'm not prepared. Right. I'm not ready. Um, I don't have notes in front of me. Uh, You're going to think I'm uneducated. Like, I had all of these stories that I would have told myself that would have prevented me from just doing it. Okay. So yeah, that's the beautiful thing. I want to get back to, I want to ground the the breath work mm-hmm. because it does sound for listeners. It does sound a little woo woo, <laughs> but I want to, before we go there, I just want to say that that's the beautiful thing. When you start to really stand in your truth, you can mm-hmm. just jump on a podcast and record a conversation because you know so well, this is your story. And you don't need notes for this. You just know it. Right? Yeah. And there's something incredibly powerful about that's that's living authentically, mm-hmm. that's taking off your armor. You don't need to suit up or prepare anymore because you just are standing so firmly in your truth. And it's exactly where you should be right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, we both are living this resonant life and I, I wish that for everybody. The other thing I wanted to say about the breath work is um, before we press record, I told you that I had been to theater school. I spent four years in theater school and in voice class, one of the very first things they do is connect you to your breath so that your voice isn't blocked in your body. Mm-hmm. And so we do, it is well known uh, that it's a real thing. People, when they're holding back emotions, stop breathing. And then those emotions are held and stored in the body until the breath releases it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even what you were saying about me being able to just hop on here and I know my truth so well. And that is also what I hope for others. You know, I would love for people to be able to confidently walk into work and just know Mm -hmm. I got this. Mm. No matter what is thrown at you today, you have inside of you the ability to coach yourself through it. Mm -hmm. And that's what breathwork and hypnotherapy has really done for me is helped me figure out how to coach myself and how to sit, and sometimes it is uncomfortable. Sometimes I feel um, jealousy come up, and I can go, ooh. That's interesting. What's that about? Yeah. 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 And going, instead of shaming myself or talking myself out of that feeling, mm-hmm. I can go, what's it trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I... <laughs> Maybe it's time for a haircut and I'm jealous of their hair. Who knows? Right. Like, what are you, what is it, what is it there to tell me? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, alternatively, like when you feel joy, to be able to sit with that joy and not squash it. Right. Yeah. With fear or what if. Yeah. Or I don't deserve this. Yeah. Who am I to be so happy? Mm-hmm. really who are you not to be right yeah yeah so that's that's really where the breath work piece has become a practice and has become something that 
you know, again, I think it's very challenging to teach something or um, build something into a program when you have not done it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I practice breathwork, pr- I will say daily, Do for you? the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I usually start my morning with it. Or, um, you know, if I'm about to do a big presentation that I am feeling nervous about, if I can feel that, like, anxiety in my chest mm-hmm. I have a few different um, breathworks exercises that I can do to to move that um, and breathwork the nice thing is is that there are short ones mm-hmm. like you can you can do something for three minutes mm-hmm. or you can go on a journey for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and you know the three minute five minute ones are quick get that energy moving the journeys are usually the ones that you have the most transformation mm-hmm. and experience and yeah so what's coming up for me with this is the benefit it would be to organizations if we would just go a little woo-woo together before a meeting mm-hmm. you imagine back in those days when we were fundraisers who were suiting up and plowing through, can you imagine what would have happened if we took time before a meeting to come together and take a nice and do a little short breathwork exercise? Yeah, I think so. I agree. And the safety within the organization has to be there. Yeah. to allow for that vulnerability. Right. And I will say that had my boss at the time asked us to do this together, right. I would not have felt safe. I wouldn't have let it work for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I would not have trusted that I was safe, safe and held that if something did come up or I became emotional um, and by emotional, I mean like if I cried or if I had body movements or if I felt anger come up Mm. that I I would not have felt I was in a safe place to be held with that. Right. That's a very, very good point. Okay. I hear, I, I, I accept that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think if you're in an organization where you were practicing this ongoing, where you were creating safety on a daily basis, and this is one of the tools that you use as a team to come together or feel grounded together, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think there are definitely teams where it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say that there needs to be that that safety right. and trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because other otherwise, if the if it's not there, then it's performative, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's not just you know another box checking activity. We don't need we don't need any more of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So for me, you know, the work that I'm doing right now with leaders and in my coaching business is, I always think that it's kind of like parents, right? So I make the connection of we have leaders who are responsible for growing and raising the next generation of leaders or 
who have influence over how we experience our time at work. And when a leader is sitting in overwhelm and sitting in um, burnout, Mm -hmm. not not sitting in their own confidence because they have so many of their own stories popping up, Mm -hmm. things that are blocking them, Mm -hmm. that it is very hard for them to lead confidently Mm -hmm. and with intention And therefore they end up doing a lot of things that become reactive where they pass on those old stories Mm -hmm. and and bad and, you know, unhealthy habits Mm -hmm. that we have likely been raised in. So that's the work that I'm really interested in working with leaders to help them, you know, step into their confidence and lead with intention and breath work is one of the tools to get there. Hmm. Requires a little bit of woo. It is a little, just a little bit of woo, but a little bit of woo bit. can be good for people. I, honestly, when I <laughs> when I told my mom even that I was doing this, she, she, I'm not even sure she had questions to ask me because she thought it was so far out there, right. and I did too like honestly when my coach said we're doing a breathwork class together and this is what's going to happen and you're going to see visions and you're gonna I was like this honestly this is what I'm paying for why would I pay for that I was so I was actually like angry about it I think because I thought this this is a bit of a waste of my time Mm -hmm. and sometimes we need people to gently guide us towards something different because what we're doing is not working mm-hmm. you know um what comes up for me there is in on my co-active journey which is another kind of coaching and it also has a little bit of woo-woo and I think when we met we said you know what we should experience what each other <laughs> does so that we yeah. can because the only way to really understand it is to experience it and how oh. it can evoke transformation but the one part of um, coactive that really got me stuck was the idea of embodiment and taking clients Mm -hmm. out of their head and into their body. And when clients, and so I was stuck with that, I didn't want to do it. And I still am a little bit challenged with clients when I can see that they're doing something and I go, okay, well, let's just close our eyes and think about where that's showing up in your body. Um, it is, you do need to have consent to be a little woo-woo <laughs> and to have a trusting relationship for them to do that. And yeah. the beautiful thing is when we connect what's happening up here with everything else that's going on down there, transformation is quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. When you can feel in your body, you know, the difference between, um, anxiety and nervousness Mm -hmm. and where that sits in your body versus excitement Mm -hmm. and being able to discern between the two feelings Mm -hmm. because a lot of us will just be like "Ooh, butterflies I'm nervous right but maybe you're excited maybe you're excited you just have never given yourself permission to really understand how that feels right or when somebody says like is it a full body yes (laughs) <laughs> okay 
let me check in because do you know what a full body yes feels like? I love that phrase. Is it a full body yes? Mm. Oh, that's because we know when it's a full body no. Yeah, your body tells you. You can feel that. Like for me, when I say that, I instinctively want to grab my stomach, like lower. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that full body no, I feel it there. And then I feel the tingles all everywhere. You know where I feel the yes? Mm-hmm. And it used to happen when I was writing direct mail, which I never ever want to do again in my lifetime. But <laughs> when I was writing direct mail copy, I would know when I read that letter out loud, if it was a good letter, if I got goosebumps on the back of my neck. Yeah. And it'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is good. This is a good place. Um, and I guess my no is right here in my chest. It's like when you do that and you sort yeah. of chest out, right? Yeah. And that's see right even there. That's the beauty. Your no is in your chest and my no is in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And when you're coaching people through that, it's so um, important to not put feelings in places that you feel it, but really encouraging them to feel it in their bodies. Right. Right. And that's where, you know, a little bit of that guided meditation and breath work piece, I can, you know, just even start slow and get people to like, feel your fingers, mm-hmm. feel the blood pumping in your veins imagine the blood pumping to your heart and then you can start to visualize and feel that. And if we were to say something, you know, where's joy sitting in your body right now? Mm. Where are you feeling joy? Mm. Just focus in on that joy and let it grow. It's in my cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, you know, I kind of just followed you there for a minute. And I thought, um, I thought it was going to be down in my chest or in my throat. But then it just sort of rose Mm. up into my cheeks. That's where the joy sits. That's where the smile comes from. Yeah. 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 And it's truly a profound thing. And that took like one second. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Everybody who listened to this podcast did that with you. And, um, and could feel where their joy was, because you raise another good point that it's not always knowing where the harm was, or knowing where the negative things are knowing what we call in coactive saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also being able to acknowledge harness, and use some of those positive things that can come up along the way as well. Yeah. And really celebrating them. I said to a client, who had a, a, a fabulous success, um, they were, they wanted to run a marathon. That was one of, uh, it was 10 kilometers. And their big goal when they came into coaching was 10 kilometers. And they did it and they came into the next session and they were already on to the next goal. And I said, well, wait, 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 wait. What have you done to celebrate this accomplishment? Yeah. And, and they became very emotional about the fact that they did it, right? Yeah. But we, that's one of the things that breathwork can do, I guess, is 
give you pause to really acknowledge what's happening. Yeah. Well, and again, I, you know, immediately when you said that to me, I thought about likely that person has been raised in a um, achievement, Mm -hmm. a high achiever um, mentality where it's like you come home with a report card and you have, I don't know, six A's and one B and it's a, why not this? Yeah. (laughs) Move on to the next, right? Next time, this is great, but next time I want to see all A's on that. Yeah. And then next time, why not A pluses? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. We do that as adults. We do that. Here's an example. One person gave this podcast one star. Now, all I want to do is find out who the hell that person was and call them and say, well, hey, why'd you do that? Or, or we're, 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 how many times do we as speakers speak at a conference or something? And there's one person who doesn't resonate with that session. So you can have a hundred positive reviews and we focus on that one thing. Yeah. 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 And that's, it's makes so much more sense to our brain. And that's, you know, to go to the negative, we have to train ourselves to focus on the positive. And I love the celebrating wins. And, you know, even for that 10 kilometers, you know, if it were me, it'd be like, okay, one kilometer, I need to celebrate (laughs) that I did one. Yeah. And then the next time I need to celebrate that I did two, because we're so outcome focused uh-huh. that we don't enjoy the journey. Yeah. And, and that's what I've really found too through breath work is it can really give me that perspective of like, slow down. You're okay. Yeah. You're on the path. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That I've, I've talked about this before in this season of the podcast too, but the, you know, the practice of gratitude every morning, Mm. the intentionality of that and how, even when you feel like the only thing, and this was, you know, to bore people who've listened to other episodes, but when, when I was um, divorced, getting divorced, which wasn't my choice. And I felt like my, and, and then I lost my job. And so my whole world had come crumbling down and every morning um, I would just be intentionally grateful. And at the beginning, all I could be grateful for was the fact that I was breathing when I woke up, but to be grateful that we're breathing and then be grateful for the fact that the sun's out today. And then it just, that, that intentional uh, Mm -hmm. practice of gratitude as, which is also very woo woo, but it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It breeds more gratitude. It does. Yeah. That like attracts like. And when you focus on it, it it gives you more and and it almost trains your brain to go, oh, I'm gonna have to come up with something tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What can I think of? You know, I do that a lot with teams that aren't jiving well or teams that are kind of going down that negative road mm-hmm. of every week, every Friday, share a win for the week, not somebody else's win, right. your win, mm-hmm. share your win for the week. And what are you grateful for? If you know, if you want to call it a win, 
what's your win for the week? And people start to think, I better come up with a win. Mm-hmm. What's my win going to be? Mm-hmm. And you can, as a leader, it's really great insight as to what do your team members consider a win for themselves? Yeah. That's also a great win for a leader. <laughs> Sometimes the win, to be completely honest, is I didn't quit this week. I made it through the week. Yeah. That can be a win. Yeah. With, um, with our stepkids uh, when they were younger, and, and then I started using it in facilitating team meetings, uh, we used to do the rosebud thorn exercise. Mm, they're, they're in two houses. Um they lived with us 50% of the time and their biological mother 50% of the time. And the houses are very different. And we found the Friday transitions were really tough. So mm-hmm. we would sit down with something yummy and usually sweet uh, on when they came and we'd go, okay, let's do rosebud thorn. And the rose was something great that happened to them the thorn was something they wish had gone differently and the bud was something they looked forward to Mm, and as we used that for the kids it really helped us figure out where they were at and it helped us as a family connect when you use it with teams it surfaces it gives people permission to admit that it's not always success and accomplishments that there are thorns in life things that have happened that we wish had gone differently and that that's also okay. Mm-hmm. And it also always surfaces the humanity. So if we ask folks at the beginning of a meeting, for example, maybe the breath work is too, maybe not appropriate for all teams, but the rosebud thorn exercise is um, because it does, you know, maybe some, some people had a really hard time, with um i'm sorry one of my dogs is going ballistic downstairs and i'm trying to ignore it but i'm failing uh, uh well it could be that it could be that it's just yeah. like it's going ballistic and that thinking about that is preventing me from being fully present here with you today but when we can name it uh then we can be fully present yeah oh that's such an interesting i like that exercise too and and i do think that at some point, you know, teams have to have to do some of that that groundwork first, hmm. and and maybe there is a way to um, share breathwork where you're not necessarily having to do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's you know a breathwork recording that people can listen to at their own desks or at their own homes that you know is encouraging and confidence building. I think that there's ways for leaders and teams to share that experience without having to necessarily, until they're ready, mm-hmm. um, perform it and do it mm-hmm. um, in front of each other. Right. Because it is a vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. Can possibly a scary thing too. Yeah. Depending on what comes up for people. And that's too, like the training that I have been a part of is it's trauma informed. So also knowing going in that likely because trauma is all around us, around us, it's part of life and understanding that, you know, different people have had different events and experiences that have given them different effects in life on how they experience trauma, 
um, what trauma may be lying unprocessed or and just understanding and being able to recognize this the signs of right. trauma so that when you are facilitating breath work you're not uh, re-traumatizing someone oh that's another you're, fabulous you're, point yeah yeah you're giving them space and guiding them through it and and two like at any time during breath work you have to give yourself the consent to slow down or speed up like you are in you are 100% in control. I could tell you this is the pattern and this is how we're going to do it and the suggested tempo, but at any point you trust your body. So again, teaching you to trust yourself and you can slow it down. You can speed it up. You can do it's you can you, you can, are in control. You can choose not to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in one of my coaching sessions, with my coach, she took me through a guided sort of visualization. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have this is not, I mean, we all have this scared, traumatized child inside our bodies. But mm -hmm. she, she, this came up for me, me scared, traumatized, sad child. Sorry, mom and dad, but, um, but she was there. And I just didn't want that wasn't what I wanted to deal with that day. Mm hmm. I said, and my coach was brilliant. Her name is Janice Cunning and she's brilliant. She just said, okay, well, let's just go. Let's just know that that's there and we're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all no. progress. Yeah. It is. It's progress, not perfection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if this conversation were to end right now, what would be left unsaid? Mm hmm. I think that anyone can do breath work. I really believe that you can try it and see how it goes for you. And that when you enter breath work to do so with self-compassion, mm -hmm. I think that's such an important piece to any journey is to enter with self-compassion and just an open mind. Right. Don't try to control the outcome. That makes sense. It makes complete sense. And I especially love approaching it with self-compassion and not judgment. Curiosity, yeah. right? And curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for jumping onto this podcast. I really of agree. Course. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having the idea and then running with it. It's great. I am so grateful to Ashley for um, joining us in this conversation and for being willing to jump in and record a podcast today. Thank you, Ashley. I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you somehow. You can reach Ashley by email or her website, rforte.ca, and we've included the links in our show notes. So thank you for spending time here today. And please remember to join the conversation with comments, a review, or sharing this podcast. Let's keep building community through candid conversations. See you next time.